Summer is just about here, which means it's time to start barbecuing again. Whether you're going to the beach or having a small cookout in your yard, Charbroil has a grill to fit your needs. If you use our link, you can get a Charbroil one-burner portable grill for just over $100, and it's perfect for wherever you need to cook. It's convenient and portable, and works just as well in the backyard as it does on the go. Just go to multipleworldproductions.com sponsors, and use our link to shop all the great products Charbroil has to offer. Good morning and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam and today I'm a little out of breath because I'm out of shape and decided to run to get my headphones because I got all the way out to my car and realized, oh shit, I don't have my headphones and that would make work really sucky. So, here I am back in my car ready to record this episode. Um, please follow us on Spotify, that would help us out a lot. The more people who follow us on Spotify, the more cool stuff we can do. And, because it translates in other ways, but, um, even if you don't listen on Spotify, just, you know, and you have a Spotify account, just follow us. Um, so, that would be, you know, helpful. Um, but either way, um, we are here today to talk about, um, the last case of Benedict Fox, which, for my money, might be my most disappointing game of the year so far. Um, because, like, the other games we talked about, I went into Hi-Fi Rush with no expectations of it being anything special, and then I really loved it. Um, it was a stealth release. Uh, same goes for, you know, I never played Metroid Prime, so playing Metroid Prime Remaster was a discovery. It was cool. It was like, oh, this is really awesome, and, and, and different. Um, the Cosmic Shake was a bit of a letdown. Um, and they're gonna control level two. Maybe that, maybe that takes the, the title, um, so far. But I think this is a close second. Um, because I think that this started out with such a promising premise, and such an interesting idea, and such a cool kind of, you know, premise behind it, and then when you play the demo months ago, you're like, oh, these issues will be worked out before the, the full game comes out, because it's like, really what the demo is, is, you know, getting to know the world, the general gameplay, and the kind of aesthetic it's going for, and when you play it, you're like, oh shit, this is really cool, I love the Lovecraftian feel, I love the, you know, the, the, the how they, how well they commit to that, and... Yeah, some of the controls are a little slick in the demo, but you're like, it's a demo, maybe they'll fix it, because the demo came out so much further before the game came out, that like, maybe it'll be fixed by the time the full game comes out. So I set the one to play this game, so I'm like, alright, here we fucking go, let's go, last case of Benedict Fox, I've been waiting for this. Game comes out, unfortunately they don't fix a lot of the issues. I think the puzzles are sadistically difficult, um... Where it's like, there are... I'm, I have no problem with a difficult puzzle in a video game. I have absolutely zero problem with that. I have a problem with a puzzle that's difficult just for the sake of being difficult. As if the person who's coming up with the puzzle is just sitting there on the other side of, of it, 
you know, offering, like, who, the, the per- it's like if the person is asking you a question that you have no hope of getting the answer right, and they're just, like, getting off the fact that you have no way of getting the answer right. And that's how some of these puzzles feel. And it's hesitant, if at all, I think reticency, the better word, for giving you hints and making you feel like, oh, there is a solution to this somewhere, just don't worry about it, don't, 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 don't think too hard about it. Um, and I think that that's kind of where the game kind of falls apart for me, because it's like, if, if that's difficult, and then the combat, too, like, the game very obviously wants to, you know, take the Soulsborne kind of stuff and put it into a Metroidvania, which, you know, kudos to them, but... You know, if you want to make a game hard with hard combat and hard movement and all that kind of stuff, and make it that way the the player doesn't feel like they're going to throw their controller through their computer screen while they're doing it, because I played it on PC with a controller, um, um, then you kind of gotta, you know, work on the gameplay functionality. Because like, I'm playing this game and it's like the it's like the friction coefficient is turned down for people who studied physics in high school, like where you can't quite you know, you move too much, and there are sequences where you need, like, frame-perfect accuracy, and you're not making it, not because of input lag, not because of you fucking up, but because of the game just not handling it properly, um, and it just makes those sequences all the more annoying, and not in a way where it's like, if you play Dark Souls, if you play Bloodborne, if you play Elden Ring, if you play even Cuphead, you know, playing through, and, and there are other games that have very high difficulty, but are rewarding in when you overcome that difficulty. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 um, has a very high, if you put it on critical, it has a very high difficulty ceiling. Um, and that game can get very hard. So, like, going to do, like, Lingering Will on critical is a very hard boss fight. And it takes tons of, it took me a bunch of attempts to fucking beat that boss. But, at no point was I discouraged because, like, there's nothing I can do to beat this because it's, you know, there is a certain amount of randomness in the computer. It is, you know, it, this game has that where it's, like, it's just frustrating because it's not, it doesn't feel like my skill is the issue. It feels like the game is the issue. And there are times where I've, I've gotten aggravated at a game and blamed the computer and been, like, the computer's the one who's fucking up, not me. But this was not one of those times. This was a time where physically it was the computer fucking up and not me because anyone who has played a, a, a video game um, can attest to the fact that like there is a difference between you knowing you're blaming the computer when it's not the computer's fault and a, and you blaming the computer when it actually is the computer's fault or blaming someone else in the room or you know blaming something elsewhere in, in the building like that kind of thing is all you know it, it's a very different situation um, and, and, and this game, unfortunately, falls into the wrong side of that equation. Um, and that is kind of why I had such a problem with it. Um, is it just, and, and the thing is, too, it's like, if the puzzles were a little bit more accessible, a little bit more, you know, I don't want to say easy, because easy sounds like I'm being like, oh, the game's too hard. Like that fucker who, you know, in that, that infamous video back when Cuphead came out, where it's like he couldn't get past the uh, the tutorial, and he's like, the game's too hard, and I don't want to come off like that guy, but like, look, I mean, I've been playing video games for a long-ass time. I've, I've played a lot of very hard video games in my life. 
Um, I would say that this is up there, but because on a technical level, it's not the best. That said, the other issue I have is where to rank this, because we have a new ranking system we're going to be unveiling. Um, and I don't know if I would say this is a game that is a good use of downloading on Game Pass, because ultimately the issue becomes with, you know, with that, it's like, is it worth the playthrough on a single player? Because it's like, at least Redfall, which I have not played yet, and Redfall just came out this week, um, at least with Redfall, from what I've heard, is the four-player co-op can be fun, as long as you don't care about progressing through the story, because it's all buggy as all hell. Like, at least playing with your friends is mildly entertaining, which gives it some entertainment value, even if the game itself doesn't have the, you know, doesn't have the inherent, like, oomph to, to, to do it if you're playing in single player. You don't quite get that with this. There is no, we, like, there is no other onus to play this game besides playing it in, um, what's it called? Besides playing it in, in single player. And I think therein lies part of the problem with this. Um, and yeah, I guess, I, I feel like that's kind of where this kind of falls apart, is that this is a, a difficult game that is obscenely difficult, and not just difficult in a normal way, obscenely difficult, and not in a way that is at least mildly entertaining to the player. Um, but look, I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel like there are some people who will be able to overlook that because of the aesthetic, which I made an attempt to. Like, I really love the aesthetic of this game, but I think that a, a similar game for anyone out there who's looking for a frame of reference would be the Xbox 360 Dante's Inferno game that came out in, like, 09. Um, that is kind of what it feels like, where it's got this great aesthetic. It looks really cool, and like, it's a, you know, it's a God of War-like, that game, if I remember correctly. Like, it, 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 it functions like God of War. Um, but it's just not that good all around that. I didn't really care for that game. Um, but I think that is as good a place as any to wrap up for the day. Um, because I don't think there's too much more to say about the last case of Benedict Fox. Besides the fact that it is a major disappointment for me. Because um, I was really looking forward to this game. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh shit, this could be really cool. Like... This could be a, you know, like this, this could be a, a core, you know, revitalization of, and I know we've had Ori and the Blind, and the Blind Forest, and we've had Metroidvanias, and if you go on, on, um, on Steam, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Metroidvania, because there are so fucking many of them, um, but this is a game that I was really looking forward to, and it just falls completely flat, um, which is a shame. Um, so I'm not quite as engaged with this anymore. But, I think that's where we'll wrap up for today. Um, so I did play, we're gonna swap the schedule on 30 Minute Reviews, the backlog file. We're gonna move Last Call BBS to, um, what's it called, to, uh, Friday. And we're gonna do Dead Cells next week because I played, because that's another Metroidvania, and I don't want to Metroidvania it up too much. Uh, so we're gonna do that. We are going to have um, a pretty, you know, and then tonight we have Guardians of the Galaxy, 
obviously. Um, the, the big movie of the week would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we might be doing Love Again this weekend. That would be the new... I think it's I think it's Priyanka Chopra Jonas is in it. I've only seen the trailer once. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mixing it up with the, seeing the fucking Citadel trailer 800 times before various movies. But either way, that is, you know, that is what we're doing. And we're, we may be doing that this weekend. I'm going to put it into my schedule. Um, and on top of that, we also have uh, next week, we have Knights of the Zodiac. Which I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, oh God, this looks like a horrible movie. But I will see that shit anyway. Um, and there was something else that we had on the itinerary. Oh yeah, tomorrow morning we have Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Um, because today is May the 4th. And speaking of which, if you are someone who has Amazon Prime and you go on to your, like it's gaming.amazonprime, uh, gaming.amazon.com. If you go there, they give you a bunch of free shit free games, and if you have GOG, which is one of our sponsors, uh, you get more free games than the ones that GOG gives you, um, and what we, what they're giving out, I think for the next week starting today, um, but definitely today, um, is Star Wars, and, and today being May the 4th, the day we're recording this, is, uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, the original game that came out for PC, and the Nintendo 64 back in the day. That game is coming out for uh, <clears throat> for, for for free, if you have that. Um, which I was like, when they put the Star Wars games on sale, I was like, huh, that's weird. Why is every Star Wars game in the history of humanity on sale, except for Rogue Squadron? And then I was like, oh, that's why, because Rogue Squadron, they're giving away for free. And I'm like, fine by me, it's a classic. Um, and you can get the other Rogue Squadron games at local game stores, too. Um, but yeah, so, uh, tonight, Guardians of the Galaxy, tomorrow we will, in the morning, have an episode of Beware of Spoilers about Star Wars Visions, um, Volume 2. Tomorrow evening, we will have a, uh, 30-minute reviews, backlog files about, um, what was it, about, uh, Last Call BBS, which I really enjoyed the aesthetic of, and I think it's a really cool game, and I did end up playing Solitaire a lot longer than I expected when I was playing it, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, and then we will have, um, is this weekend? No, next weekend is still, uh, the Michael J. Fox documentary. And, uh, Donna Summer is later this month, too. Um, but, we do have something big coming. We have a big announcement. Um, and that is reallocating funds from, what's it called? We reallocated some funds from, uh, we used to use Spreaker. And Spreaker, you had to pay a fee. Now we're using Spotify, and Spotify's uh, free. And as a result, we now have additional money in the budget that we didn't have before. Not a ton. I'm not saying we had a ton of money. We have like $20 more a month in the budget to use elsewhere. And I think we found a use for it, and I think people are going to enjoy what we're using it for. Um, but we'll be launching that in like two weeks. Um, so, uh get ready for that. We're going to have more news on that as it comes. But, like I said, we're going to wrap up there for today. So until our next episode, which will be uh, to this evening for a review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I'm just going to say it right now, and I'm going to say it as we record um, tonight. This is going to be a spoiler-filled review. We are going to go all in on spoilers, so that is something that if you are looking to avoid spoilers, maybe 
take the take a you know take a take a uh, a pause on that until the full review comes out uh, until after you see the movie, which. I have a feeling it's the same one of those movies where, like, if you don't see it the opening weekend, you really don't care about spoilers. But, like, I feel like that's the new thing with the exception of Mario. Very few, and, and Top Gun Maverick, very few movies have legs anymore. Um, so, in that situation with these, you know, with these movies, I don't know if this is necessarily going to have legs. That guy just got a ticket. Um, and... Especially with, you know, Fast and the Furious coming out as quickly after as it is, and then everything else coming out as quickly after that as they are, it, it, I have a feeling we're going to be looking at a, a short theatrical window where it's going to have room to dominate. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today, like I said already. Um, so, uh, we'll be back with Guardians of the Galaxy tonight, so until then, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.